Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Sean, Mag- Sean McGuigan. Oh, Christ. All right. Very good show. Yeah. I was, just, uh, I was just desperate to start a show with something other than hello. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start with someone else here. People at the work are starting to like, just greet me, sticking two thumbs up and, hello. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> but you said you said the, the show you said in our uh, warm up the other day for the show that you'll have to think of something else for next season. But, but that's what I mean. But if we do get the next season, they're just going to have to they're just going to do whatever you do different. Unless you're going to have to try and come up with something new every week. And from somebody who has committed himself to come up with something new every week, it's a pain in the fucking ass. No, no, and I wish I just committed to something. No, I'm very much glad that I that I didn't know I come up with something new every week. So you're just going to come up with something else that aye, something else. But, but then they'll just greet you. That way, I mean, I'll take them. I'll take them a while to kind of get up to speed and all that jazz. It will just give me some respite. That's all. That's all I ask. <laughs> You're trying to stay one step aye, ahead. Ah, that's all I ask. <laughs> um, it's just myself and Sean on tonight's show. Uh, Joel Sked was supposed to be joining us, but he is um, uh, paralysed. I think. Fair play him for filming yesterday's episode in a neck brace. <laughs> he may as well have been because it could it couldn't turn unless he was like moving his shoulders at the same time. He's <laughs> Why is it with people that's got sore necks? It's so funny. <laughs> it's not funny when it's me. 
But watching people with watching someone that's got a sore neck is funny. What he did to to hurt his neck is quite funny as well. He just woke up. Yeah, just living really. That's what happens when you hit your thirties. He, he woke up on Monday morning. He stretched and yawned, and has really hurt his neck to the point where he was in hospital this morning. Or he was sorry, out of hours doctor. Ah. So. Technically, but that yeah, it's still pretty much a, an A and E kind of situation going on. Godspeed, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> they even listen. He was like having to laugh and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. He couldn't make it. I, I sacked off the last one, so I'm, I'm certainly not going to have a go at him. But so let's get to our list. Yes, uh, the, the best moments list. This is mm-hmm. the last one we'll do the season, so we'll try and get through as much as possible on this show and the extra Patreon we'll do. I have. There's a lot there. Like yeah. I don't know if we're getting through everything. Well. We could try. Let's see, shall we? Right, first up. Yes. Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. tries to be smart slash antagonistic to a reporter, but doesn't know how to count. It's his, uh, it's his smile and the fact that he... I, I, I don't know if smug would be the right word, because he might be a wee bit short of smug, but he is content. He's absolutely content with the way the interview's going, because he really thinks he's got the interviewer. He's like, I've got him on the ropes here. I know exactly where I'm taking him. I've got him on strings here, and then he says something like along the lines of, "Dude, so he says, well, a big figure to right. tempt you." So, 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 right, so, so, what kind of figure? I don't know, eight figures, eight figures, and he's like, "What, a million? <laughs> like, whoa! Speaking as a reporter, I think that would have me even more on the ropes than, than Gerard was anyway. If that was what he was going for, because all of a sudden you'd then be like, "Did I correct him?" Because <laughs> that might become angry because I've made him to look stupid. Or he's made himself to look stupid, but I'd be drawing more attention to it, and he'd probably get a bit pissed off. So And Jared doesn't realise what he's done. That was, like. a, no- that was a knockout blow, unintentional, so... Because <laughs> even with his punchline, even with his, the fact, ah, this, this, I've, really, I've really got him on the ropes here, wait till, I, wait till I come out with this zinger. Like, he thought that was absolutely a great answer. One million is definitely eight numbers. <laughs> <laughs> he, I sometimes think that, I, I, I don't mind listening to Gerard, but I think sometimes he tries to be a wee bit smart, and sometimes it... It doesn't yeah. go that well well because that, sometimes. That was something else I didn't make on the list, but I thought I found it quite amusing was uh, Celtic fans' reaction to Gerard saying that being very literal in the meaning of <laughs> going into the lion's den at Celtic Park. And he said, Well there's, there's not actually lions there. <laughs> it's like yeah, I think we're thinking that Stephen. I've never really I've been to many games of football in my life, I've never seen any of the resembled the Coliseum in, in Rome. The slaves getting eaten alive, uh, and then yeah, I was listening to Twenty Minute Tim's podcast after that, and they were they kind of carried on the joke by basically every time somebody inadvertently said like a metaphor on it, they then broke it down for <laughs> for Stevie Gerrard to understand. Right, so Murren and I, this is two. We may as well just do this as a two for. Uh, so Murren announced that Brian Rice is the new Hamilton Aki's manager before Aki's do. That's quite funny. And uh, everybody looks thoroughly miserable at Brian Rice unveiling press conference. I know, I know it's probably only just me that thinks this, but I still think it's quite funny that his surname is a foodstuff. <laughs> it's not quite common. Rice is a surname. It's quite common in football. But it? there's not that many. There's not that many foodstuffs that are surnames. I, I wish it was more, like more Steve common. Pasta. Well, just imagine if you're like, hi there, you know, I'm, I'm Craig Fowler, pleased to meet you, and, and the boy's like, oh, hi there, I'm Jimmy Lasagna. <laughs> it's just not It's just not that common. I'm, I'm almost certain there's like a, a proper Scottish, like, salt of the earth kind of guy 
in the boozer somewhere, some local who gets called Jimmy Lasagna. Almost certain of that. It sounds like a, it sounds like a Glasgow gangster actually, because <laughs> Glaswegian gangsters have really bad nicknames, like nicknames that don't sound terrifying. There's like there's one that was called Specky, and there was one that was called Bananas. <laughs> Well, that doesn't sound terrible. You'd almost, you'd almost be tempted to take a picture of them. That's, that's a gangster. Oh, right. The bananas, I think it was bananas or handling. Or bananas handling. It was to do with how big his fingers were. No, that's rubbish. Right, let's move on. Oh, sorry, we've not even talked about the No, we've not even discussed the incident. As your, as your Twitter timeline kind of bombarded with uh, wee videos and pictures from Line and Duty, uh, yes, but I made the move this very morning of uh, muting uh, Line of Duty, Hastings, Arnott, uh, right. as many keywords as I could think of because I'm quite far, I'm, I'm only still like halfway through episode two, right. so I'm not, I'm not up to date yet, so I'm trying to avoid spoilers, although right. Facebook's already given me a couple already. Right, so I'm, I, I don't watch Line of Duty, right, because I don't really have much of life and all I really do is either I'm either at my work or I'm writing up notes uh, on our and so my only exposure to Line of Duty is what pops up on my Twitter. And if you were to take out pictures, sorry, if you were to have like some kind of advertisement for uh, Line of Duty, but just add in the pictures from that press conference that Brian Rice was involved in, I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> I just think it was a tense scene from the hottest cop show on British TV. Maybe it's a, a new career for Rice to follow in if uh, this whole Aki's thing doesn't work out. A bad guy and a, a bent copper and uh... hunting down Glaswegian gangsters, <laughs> including Jimmy Lasagna, <laughs> Bananas O'Hanna. Oh, that's that's our next. If we don't get a second series, that's the next thing we're doing with Studio Something. We're writing a script and we're coming up with the story of Jimmy Lasagna, <laughs> notorious Glasgow gangster. Right, on in February. Mm-hmm. What a Did... month! <laughs> what a month! <laughs> What a month this was. Uh, the Ironbrook Cup quarterfinal is cancelled after already being delayed for weeks mm-hmm. when the Bohemians versus East, East Fife match is postponed. Uh, I know this is small time, but quite often I base my opinion on football clubs on how their supporters post on Pine Buffalo. So, so Dundee are the worst club in the world? Uh, that... that Mm-hmm. That that influenced my opinion on on Dundee, but that there's some there's an East Fife fan who I can only presume gets paid by the exclamation mark, <laughs> and as a consequence, I was alright with this game getting cut because <laughs> I hoped I hoped he was in attendance, I hoped his flight was delayed on the way there, <laughs> I hoped all his euros fell out a hole in his jeans, I was just alright with it. I, I, I quite liked uh, Bohemian's claim that this was the first game they'd ever had to postpone twenty. <laughs> 20 years <laughs> like, nah that can't be right I, I mean I didn't have a search it just in, in case they actually were telling the truth but I just I just didn't believe it after our live show um, I'm sorry because I'm going to forget somebody's name here but because uh, there was a few people coming up and speaking to us afterwards and these, these two guys came up to me and one of them was saying that his friend was a East Fife fan and he was saying that uh, so his pal was standing there while one guy was saying this saying that uh, he went down for the game and stuff, and I just burst out laughing. And he actually looked like a <laughs> for a second, he looked to me a bit affronted because obviously he did an absolute fucking nightmare. I would have travelled in there for a game that never took place, but I just thought it was the funniest thing. My one of my pals in his five fan, he was he was there and he was, uh, I think he was drinking. So I think they've got a club in the ground, and he was speaking to a, to a director, and he texted me at the time and said, speaking to a director, and he says that under no circumstances. Well, they'd be travelling across if they're asked to replay the fixture in methyl. 
And I was like, ah, my bow was blittered. I don't know if that's going to be true. But no, never. <laughs> it was absolutely right. You had the exclusive. Eddie May reveals Celtic Clash forced him to postpone getting the snip. It was the picture. So, so the the link that was that somebody has put in the, the spreadsheet for this one has a, a link to a Dale Ecker story. And it was a picture that they used at Eddie May. Just this big beaming smile. It was the, the beaming smile of a man that knew he wasn't getting knives plunged into his genitals that, that <laughs> evening. Or a man who knew he wasn't going to father any more children. Or, or, or that, yeah. I mean, I don't know how vasectomies work. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's what they do. Just plunge knives into your genitals. Must do something. <laughs> how do they get in? I don't know. It's like it's, uh, it's like cats now, where they can do it like chemically. They just inject in, and the boss basically disappear. Neither of them sound that good. <laughs> uh, this um, also like this as well, and we'll get on to something else. We and Debster said in this interview, but uh, <laughs> amid, amid the whole thing, like Debster gave an interview to Hibs TV, where she kind of explained it all, but she twice mentioned. Eddie May being so funny and referred to them as the the king of press conferences just for this this, this wee thing he threw it that he was going to get a snip and I just thought it was quite funny though I don't know I don't know if that makes him the king of press conferences but it was alright yeah. and for Dempster to mention twice in this thing where she tried to tell supporters that I just thought I thought it was quite strange and I, I saw a number of Hibs fans that were like yeah, okay right get, get to the point about who's going to new managers going to be right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the weird clip of the guy at Dundee cleaning the dugout and getting into an argument with the Killy bench as the match was going on. I, I, I don't even really know what to say, but I said, I don't even know what, like, it was like he's just taking leave of his senses. <laughs> like, have, have you ever been, like, have you ever been sat in the living room and, like, the window cleaner arrives and it's like, you're just kind of sitting there watching the TV or something and he's, he's kind of cleaning the windows and it's like really awkward. I've only lived in flats and they've all been above the ground floor. So no. Yeah, but flats can get the windows cleaned. That's true. In fact, I think we used to get that. <laughs> yeah, bring this up. Oh, it's like, that, that's fairly common. We've actually had it in my work as well. We get them... And they're miles up. <laughs> I mean, this is really high. <laughs> and they get the windows cleaned. Uh, it's easier to ignore them then, rather than if you're in the living room just in your pants or something. I remember... Uh... I remember when I was uh, a student and three of my pals had a flat and I would normally just go there and sit because none of us were actually at university. And it became like a kind of thing on a Wednesday when the window cleaner would come and we would, as soon as we heard the ladder, we would just evacuate the living room and because it was awkward that the guy's there cleaning the windows. And then one day we heard the ladder clatter against the side of the building and we all ran out and my pal Ross was, he was last to kind of get out of the room but we all just slammed the door shut behind us. But rather than just say, Right, well, this is hardly the end of the world. <laughs> I'll just sit back in my seat and watch the telly because who really cares? It's not that big a thing. But instead, he, he seemed to be going into this total panic and he was, he was trying to desperately rip him open the living room door and then he was like banging on it. He was like, let me out, let me out. And I was thinking, literally, the window cleaner is playing and I arrived at the window and all I can see is Ross desperately trying to get out of the living room and banging on the door saying, let me out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I don't know if any of the, I don't know if any of the members of the bench felt like that. But I could see why they would fight them. Just awkward. Aye. And it was weird as well. It's like, said, can you please not do this right now? And he seemed to get a right kind of mood about it. He's like, no, that's my fucking job. You don't stop me. Here's some pricks. That's weird. 
Right, uh, we've talked about scores of times, but I'd be interested to get your take on it because I don't think you've said so on the podcast. Morelos getting sent off against Aberdeen for the third time in three games. What on was this? Is this the one where both of them got sent off? Yes. Aye, I thought it was funny. <laughs> so this is one where he kicked McKenna and the genitals. Yes. Aye. I remember at the time I thought, like when I saw it in... Uh, Kind of live, I thought, right, so Morelos is going to get sent off here, but then the instant reaction seemed to be that McKenna was going to get sent off and mm-hmm. he was in the wrong. Oh, well, McKenna, um, Morelos was on the ground for a bit more because McKenna kicked back up and Morelos pretended he got caught flush in the face when. But it seemed to surprise the commentators. I don't, I don't think either of them actually kicked each other. Uh, there was some light grazing on both sides. McKenna didn't kick him, McKenna missed him. Mm-hmm. He did, if memory serves, he did stick his studs into his boss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be rubbish. I was going to say, I think it was a bit of a light stick, but then I suppose you don't really need it to be that hard with the boss. Nah. Nah. I mean, it was nothing compared to what Eddie May eventually had, but still. <laughs> right, uh, speaking of hips, Liam Dempster says that Ollie Shaw is one of the best young players in Europe. Maybe, you know, someone would are poking fun at this. Maybe we just underestimate Ollie Shaw. Um, I don't think so. Um, because... <laughs> In the recent Hibs versus Celtic game, uh, there's a great. I'm not seeing yet whether this made the highlights in sports scene. I'm really behind on my sports scene. It's, getting, it's uh, quite ironic that the more stuff you do involving Scottish football, so my entire job in here is on Scottish football. Uh, I'm on a TV show about Scottish football, and I attend Scottish football games. I think it's, I don't think I've seen so few many games in the last five years than I have throughout this period. And I've not seen sports scene in about five weeks. It's because you spend three hours a day selecting wrap t-shirts. Uh, that's true, that does take a little bit out of my time as well. But uh, there was a moment in this game where it might not have made the highlights because it wasn't really much of a chance in the end. But Ollie Shaw was played through on the left-hand side of the box. He was completely free. He had like kind of like three options. Could have hit it first time. Uh, we could have, well, he could have hit it first time by kind of trying to bend his foot around it, although kind of Michael Owen style for the far corner. He could have hit it across goal with his left foot, or he could have tried to cross it. Instead, he seemed to take a touch back the way. Sounds, he, sounds like he had four options. Well, no, but his touch back the way was if he had somebody to beat, but nobody was there. So he, he took a touch back towards the defence. He eventually got closed down, he panicked, he turned around, he passed the ball back to the edge of the box, where there was no house floor standing there. There was just literally a Celtic floor standing there to take the ball. And I just uh, remember leaning towards Alan Tempo. You could hear the whole fans going nuts. It was like, one of the best young players in Europe. <laughs> I actually think Shaw's okay. Um, I think I actually rate him higher than a lot of Hibs fans because I've said this on the show before. He's very good at getting into goal scoring positions and he's decent enough at scoring goals at top flight level. And I think that's the best thing for a young player. I think you can learn more attributes as your career goes on. I think it's quite hard to learn how to score goals. He's going to end up at Falkirk, isn't he? Uh, well, that's um, that's prediction my mate Chris thinks. So I think he's too good for Falkirk. I think if he goes down to the lower leagues, I think he'll score lots of goals. So I think he'll Mod? have a career flitting between the top of the Championship and the bottom of the Premiership. So Hamilton, for instance. Wow. <laughs> Lucky Ollie. It's not quite one of the best young players in Europe. Right, Callum Butcher gets sent off for his Dundee debut for fly kicking in the Scottish Cup win over St Byrne. <laughs> so I was laughed at the best uh, young forward of Europe playing in front of 800 home fans <laughs> the rest of his career uh, Callum Butcher this was sensational what a way to ingratiate yourself to your, your new club by attempting to ram your foot clean through an opponent's chest and wear them like a what's that thing that wives wear the, the, when women are getting married and they have that 
Oh, um, yeah, the one kind of stocking thing on their leg. It's not a girdle, is it? I've no idea. <laughs> it's not a girdle that holds in your stomach. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Because you could have done that well. Is it Ryan Flynn? I think he I think assaulted. So. That was actually quite interesting because it showed you that the how never to trust a, a still image because it was... There was a picture on it, it was either a website or a newspaper the next day, and it actually looked like that Flynn was every bit, had, had kind of, had almost filled Butcher as much as Butcher had filled him, because Flynn had his had his foot really high as well, and it looked like he was about to connect, but actually when you're watching the TV, <laughs> Butcher was, holy Moses. The funniest thing about this was that Callum Butcher had a reputation in his first spell in charge for being a bit rash and getting sent off, and this is literally his debut coming that, back. That hasn't left him, like a Mortal combat finishing manoeuvre. <laughs> Uh, Rangers include Alan Powers kicking the puss on Ryan Jack in a tweet informing supporters of the details of the Scottish Cup fifth round replay with Kilmarnock. I'm uh, I'm no Rangers fan, but I, I really enjoyed their use of social media <laughs> on this occasion. Uh, la- uh, clapping emoji. <laughs> was fire, it? fire emoji. It, it felt like, was it small time? No, I quite liked it. I, I liked th- it. I thought it was quite funny. Mm-hmm. It's very passive aggressive. Yes. It, was, it, it felt like something Craig Anderson would do. Yes. Although he didn't obviously approve of it because it was Rangers no, were not coming No, on. I know, but it, felt like a, it almost felt like a Craig Anderson tweet. <laughs> right, Simon Murray's Instagram Valentine's Day message to his other half. Did you did you approve of this? Yes, why? Because <laughs> I laughed at it initially, right? And then I thought, that's somebody's daughter. <laughs> I can't remember so I, I can't remember exactly don't go full snowflake on me no there was something there was something about Pumper <laughs> I mean I've I've had a couple of girlfriends whose parents I would meet and I would know would not be happy if I was to put some kind of poem that had that line on online fair enough pumping them down. I don't know if I'd get back to their house <laughs> I think they've been together for a while, to be fair. Right, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> read it out. Maybe I'm... Because I, I don't remember it exactly. Roses are red. Right, okay. Violets are, <laughs> violets are funny. Yes. I pumped you in June. <laughs> now baby and tummy. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being too sensitive. Oh, you're a bit old school. I pumped you in June. <laughs> I, I, I bet her father loved that. <laughs> It's every father's dream when he gives his daughter away. I, I didn't get it wrong, I laughed and then I was like, no, oh, is that going to go down that way? Can you imagine on like, Christmas Day and Simon Murray's like, I can, can pass me the peas. And, like, nobody acknowledges him. <laughs> get your own fucking peas. <laughs> Joel Hill starts, starts with a pea. <laughs> That's what Simon Murray says, at which point he's chased at the house for a while. Uh, Dick Campbell celebrating in front of the away stand at Arbroath. Arbroath. Was it Arbroath? Was it no, Arbroath? it was at Starts Park. Oh, it was at Wraith, aye. Uh, at Wraith, uh, to say, pretty much wrap up the League One title race. I was thinking this was quite a brave thing to do, because imagine if it had all went wrong. I didn't remember they were playing Wraith Rovers. I'm like, oh. <laughs> he was absolutely fine. <laughs> so was he there for the entire game? Uh, I, I don't know if he maybe... I think because they scored early doors, they scored certainly scored about halfway through the first half. It was the only goal of the game. I mean, unless he moved at maybe half time in the second half. But right. bear in mind, the, 
So he was banned. So he was banned from the dugout. No. Or he just went in there. He was. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just went in there. All right, I thought I said he was banned. I don't think so because the other remember what he got banned from previously. Or I'm sure that he got disciplined for. So was the previous time he'd been at Starts Park, he went absolutely doolally about. I think it was where you and Murray took a throw in from. I mean, he went absolutely doolally at referee. Took about two steps on to the park. Thought better of it. Then was dismissed. Got got dismissed for that. But then he just walked back to the dugout and didn't move. So then the referee had to come over and kind of say, no, no, you have to go. And he walked like so slowly. I mean, on, I, Rafe had equalised quite late on. It was like he knew what he was doing. He was kind of disrupting the flow of the game. I mean, it was very funny. Referee had to come over again and kind of almost chase him down the tunnel. And then he kind of gestured towards the, the fans in the main stand as he was going down. So maybe just being in the away stand was better for all concerned. <laughs> But I'd, like that's I'd, as far as I remember, that's the last time he kind of misbehaved, and that would have been like two quarters before that game. So he couldn't have been, he wouldn't have been banned. Fair enough. So he just fancied it. Ah, fair play. Yeah. Uh, Inverness has decided as the venue for the Ironbrook Cup final between Ross County, fifteen miles away, mm-hmm. and Kona's Key Nomads, who play four hundred miles away. See, I was okay with this decision. Because so, right, so let's say they decided to play it in the central belt. Mm-hmm. There would have been less people there. Yeah, so I could kind of get yeah from so, so less Ross County fans would have travelled. Yes, and how many more Connors Key fans would have travelled up? Probably nine, three. Yeah, probably the same. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if they played it at Livingston or Dunfermline. Would like would fewer or would more Connors Keys fans have travelled up? Nah, but it's not. Uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose from a marketing point of view it makes perfect sense to have it in the closest ground possible it's not Ross County's but it's not exactly a neutral venue I mean you couldn't really apply the same as a neutral venue you wouldn't no, but you wouldn't apply the same kind of uh, I was going to say you wouldn't apply the same <laughs> argument to the Scottish Cup but then that happens all the time with the Scottish Cup actually I'm, I'm, now I'm on your side there <laughs> and they saw, a, they saw a, a beautiful a beautiful part of the country Um. yeah yeah that's alright I suppose yeah Inverness is alright. It's lovely. Actually, it's quite nice. I've been once. I've really, I've really won you round here. Aye, I'm striking that off a list. Won you round to both parts of that argument. It's pretty unusual because you're an argumentative pain in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we just all admit I'm right, it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes just giving in's easier. Just, just easier. If we just keep that, that mindset all the time, it's fine. Okay. 50% is fine though for managers for a win ratio. <laughs> no, sorry, not win ratio. A sided ratio. As, to be honest, the more I think about it, the more I actually realise that you that you might have a point, but it's still not a very good signing ratio. <laughs> and, get, and. Get that in my grave. And, I don't know if Craig Levine does have a 50% success signing ratio. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. Right, okay. 50% is very good for a manager. Mm hmm. But you, were applying will, it to, but you were applying it to Craig yes, Levine. Yes, I, I, will, I will now admit that uh, Craig Levine might not be approaching 50%. <laughs> Which is why he's approaching the sack. <laughs> John McGinn calls Hearts player Clevin Dicamona a grass on Twitter for tagging the SPFL in a video showing Greg Tansey fouling him. I've actually written in here on Saturday. It was, <laughs> well, it was a Saturday. A Saturday in February. Just, just not last one. Uh, quite small time from Dicamona, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's when you see someone that's vaguely amusing that's to do with Scottish football and you tag in old fun facts one. Also, um, small time in a sense that uh, SF, SPFL don't do anything about that. You got it wrong. The SFA would want to tag in. No, yeah, also they wouldn't like, pass it along. I don't think they would handle it. They wouldn't then tag in the SFA. I don't think they did. I don't know if Claire White has a, has a Twitter address, but that would be the one he should be going for. She would never have a Twitter address. Imagine the, her mentions every day would drive her insane. That wouldn't be good. Uh, so I then um, did write her here, but then Dick and Mona f- hit back as well. I can't remember what he tweeted now. So I'll just move on. He hit back, did he? He so did like, say something back saying like... Uh, did he hit back though? Because remember the last time we enjoyed on this podcast, we talked about the fact that you have a lot of headlines and stories about like it's like battles and wars. I dig him on a hit back. It's probably nothing. In fairness, that, that one about the guy with the, the reporter with the Rangers one, you didn't quite go into a bit more because they had like a back and forth between Gerard and the reporter kind of all day. It was quite weird. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a reporter just slightly mouthed off and that was it. It was a bit strange how, how long this went on. Was it Stephen Gerrard goes to war with Channel 4? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> remember we didn't literally... All right, Stephen Gerrard. We didn't literally go to war. <laughs> no, well, maybe we didn't literally go to war, but they, they did have three or four questions. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dembele gets his own back on Brendan Rodgers with I told you so tweets. Mm. It was all that... It was, it was too suggestive. Still kind of nibbling around the edges. I wanted them to go in hard. I'd be behind that. Like if his tweet was something like, I told you he was a big, weird-looking goon that sits on a throne of lies. Something like that. Then he just... Do you believe Mr Dembele is familiar with the term goon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's... Well, whatever the French equivalent is. Lagoon. Lagoon. <laughs> I think that's a body of water, is it? No. The Scottish Sun runs... Oh, Christ, I've oh, yes. lost the inability to pronounce words here. You've lost the inability, inability to pronounce words. <laughs> no, you very much have the inability <laughs> to pronounce words. Oh, dear. The Scottish Sun mm-hmm. uh, run with a tweet of a Celtic fan saying, get to fuck and tag in <laughs> Ofcom after the Terrace podcast tweets a photo of Kieran Tierney in a Leicester City shirt. I think he may have been at it. I think it may have been joking. But weren't quite sure though. Let's not let's not allow facts to get in the way of a good story. Exactly. As uh, somebody who routinely writes about wars <laughs> with a test to. We're also described as a we're not described as like a hit podcast, isn't yeah, it? I like that. It was in the sun though. Kind of to the edge off of it. If they're writing about us, it's fine. Unless it's something negative. But that really was something that day. There was there was a major, major interaction on that tweet. There's a lot of Celtic fans that were just like, seriously, even guys that like us, like, seriously, I like you, but it's far too soon. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see the interactions on the, on the tweets. Right. I, I don't have, uh, I wouldn't know why I have a password. Why? What are you afraid of? I, I'd make a pig's idiot. Right, St so Johnson build a, or, or to build a bigger fence at their training ground to stop shots from hitting traffic. Nothing says... Chris Kane trains here. (laughs) (laughs) 
More than the fact that they've built a bigger fence. Instead of the fence, why don't they just plant that sign in the side of the road? Beware Chris Kane. <laughs> One just, of the... It's just like, the, a, like, like the deers, it's like a silhouette of him. <laughs> One of the first podcasts I was ever on, which spoke about Dumbarton and their success that season, and he was having a really good season for the man, and you... Somebody asked me if he could be considered as good or potentially as good as Stevie May and I said yes technically oh, I was right yes yeah, I was going to say you're absolutely spot they're I both shite I think he's better certainly <laughs> <laughs> scored more goals this season anyway uh, as much as it pain me to put this next one on the list I think it deserves to be on uh, Neil, Lett- Neil Lennon returning to Tincastle for the first time since he was decked with a coin and his Celtic side who he'd just taken over the day before scoring a last minute winner was that, then, when he, was that when he went down pretty easy? What, the coin? <laughs> don't think we should say that, but... I'm glad you did. Better read it out then. <laughs> no. Um, but, and there's also that great shot as well, that, again, even as a Hearts one, I could say that, where you can see Levine in the fore, foreground uh, looking thoroughly miserable as the goal goes in, and then you just see the Celtic bench behind them just exploding everybody in their bodies jumping everywhere. Chris, Craig, Levine is the, sick. Craig Levine has the second lowest win percentage of any Wraith Rovers manager. Alright, how long was he in charge? Eight games. And they didn't do too well? 1-1. One, one. Was he rubbish or was that a rubbish team? Both. <laughs> <laughs> He's ahead of only Claude and Elka. Do you think he would have turned it around with more time? Nope. <laughs> Right, we're in the March now. Yes. What a month. You just going to say that after every month? Every single month. Fair enough. <clears throat> uh, Aberdeen fans hang a banner telling Alfredo Morales that, in Spanish, his mother is a mattress. Every time I see a big banner at the football, I think you probably could have bought a really nice holiday for that. Do you think it cost that much? Eh... Yeah, I say a really nice holiday. A flight, at least. <laughs> but I think, um, especially in this case, cause I think there was a few people around it, would it not be people chipping in? So it wouldn't, like... You could probably, at the very least, buy yourself a nice meal at a restaurant or something, which would... That would be better. It would be better. I'd certainly rather have a nice meal in a restaurant than uh, have a banner tell Morelos his mum is a mattress. Especially, it's, it's a weird choice as well. Not only is it not a... Uh, Insult in Scotland, really. I've never heard that before. Uh, folk used to sing that at school, at my school. Oh, did they? Your ma's a mattress. Your ma's a mattress. Right, okay, maybe someone never reached Edinburgh. Or at least Galmier Primary. But I'm not saying it was like... It wasn't great, was it? <laughs> Sorry, what was that tune again? Your ma's a mattress. Your ma's a mattress. <laughs> maybe it was the uh, Kakori branch of the Aberdeen Sporters Club. Fair enough. But it also doesn't make, mean anything in Spanish, either. Or, cl- or Colombian... Um, dialect of Spanish How do you know? Uh, it was reported on in the Colombian pa- press that it didn't mean anything <laughs> Somebody else would have looked at the sign going Eh? <laughs> so they'd spend all that money instead of having a nice meal together and uh, toasting the fact that uh, they'd drawn with Rangers in the Scottish Cup and got a goal down I think that happened No, it was the other way about um, 
Having drawn were into the Scottish Cup, they would eventually beat them in the replay. Having just they celebrated that, they spent their money on some silly, silly banner. Are uh, Colombian sport pages full of headlines about war? I think sport pages throughout the world have headlines of war. It's quite a common uh, mm-hmm. yeah. link that we equate sport with. In, the, in their war sections, maybe. <laughs> You're acting like gone to war is something you've never seen in a paper before, only when it's my byline on it. I've decided that's the case. Right, uh, Breakin's match information graphics. <laughs> I quite like this. Yeah, I thought it was actually... And the thing is... I certainly what, appreciate the effort. What I'm about to say, you'll vaguely understand, because you watched the first ever episode last night, unless you just text that and then never done it. No, no, I did watch uh, my first ever episode of Game of Thrones last night. Right, so basically their graphics were the the opening credits to Game of Thrones if all of Game of Thrones was filmed at Glee Park. Right. Because it went right round the stadium, basically. Oh, yeah, and there's the whole thing with the panning down from the kind of Google Maps view, or the map view kind of Aye. thing as well. Right, okay. That I, mean, I mean, not exactly the same, obviously. No. I didn't see Kit Harrington coming up in the in the cast or anything, but but no, I thought they were okay. It was just a different way to tell you what turnstile we're going. Yeah, it's and then you've also seen it's not on the list, but we've also seen Montrose. We've talked about in the show before. I think the TV show. What their uh... NFL style intros? Oh, brilliant! Really good. And it goes and it goes from NFL style too. Champions League. Yes. Brilliant. Should call for more. But I think. Uh, it's quite possible they've all been inspired by the Wes Anderson video and they're just trying to do different things. But it's right? just Angus clubs. Well, it's Angus clubs who love us the most, it has to be said. I don't laying, think we can ever... Laying down the gauntlet to other regions of Scotland. I don't think we could ever have a more passionate supporter than our both football club. I'm glad they like us because I've been going there every fortnight now for ages to watch my team get pumped. <laughs> but it's infuriating. So I'm glad they at least support us. Every fortnight? There's four... There's fucking four of them in League One. Oh, right. I thought you meant our both. <laughs> I'm there every second week. Another bust at Angus. Who are you this week? Arbroath. What about, the, what about the week after that? Montrose. Hi, Sean. Who are you after this weekend? Fucking Brecon. <laughs> <laughs> at least we've got Furfur in the playoffs and then potentially Montrose. Yes. Furfur in the playoffs. And the semi-final chase. So you could be stuck inside a forfer with the Angus Blues again. Oh, the forfer will be us definitely. I no. actually just said that because I actually said that in the show. And it was it was during a point where they were saying Dylan uh, puns, Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. and uh, that was cut. So I wanted to I wanted to show it. In there. Fair play. Yep, done it now. So well, Scott McKenna proudly becomes an ambassador for Trump International. That's disappointing. Eh? Yeah. Fake news. Like his, uh, no, he was pictured. Like his transfer evaluation. <laughs> My mate was uh, making a very good point. This is it's kind of linked to, to Scott McKenna. I was actually talking about John Suter, but you can say the same about McKenna because I think a lot of people did after his Scotland performances. Is that you? You always get you always get people saying when a player does really well. It's like oh, that's another, another couple of figures to their evaluation. It's like, you should do the opposite. It's like, we're going to have an absolute stinker. It's like, let's take a couple of zeros off. He was talking about John Suter in the derby. But yeah, I think uh, Scott McKenna. I actually said this as well. I wrote this in an article that Scott McKenna is the only player that 
his his bid to try and get nominated for Young Player of the Year, I think, was actually hampered by the fact he played for Scotland, which has got to be the first time ever. Usually, the young Scottish player plays for Scotland. They say, like, "Oh, he's he's going to be a good player," but McKenna just bomb associated with that shit. <laughs> it's like I'm no fun for him. <laughs> right, Albion Rovers pick up six points in one day, while Cloud lose three games in one day. I like the fact that when this happened, there was discussion in the group chat because this reduced the deficit to seven points at the bottom, if I remember correctly, between Albion Rovers and Berwick, and then we were discussing this. And I, I can't remember who said it. It goes, well, ultimately, it doesn't matter because there's absolutely no chance that Albion Rovers are going to close that seven-point gap. And I, that was, I think it was a Saturday morning, and then within five hours, the gap had been reduced to four points. <laughs> <laughs> and then within a couple of weeks, they were ninth. It was quite weird because that was literally like the shot in the arm they needed, eh? It was like before then... I don't think they would, I don't think they would have stayed up without it. Yeah, I think it shows how much just like a sudden confidence boost can do absolute wonders for a team season. Uh, I remember once talking to Jim McDonald and asking him about the heart, season hearts went down. And he said like he said like the turning point was a Ross County game. They were one 0 up uh, going into injury or basically just about injury time. I think he conceded eighty nine and like ninety three and got beat. He said also because it was Ross County as well, you had the entire drive home to think about it. And because they had the points deduction at the start of the season they were still on I think negative nine or ten points so it's just that just carried over I think the next game after that was St Mirren who were the other team struggling at the bottom of the table they played poorly lost that game and then you're thinking right we're completely cut adrift and that just rolled on for months and months plus and Gary Luck plus Gary Luck but when the pressure was off I think they reeled off something ridiculous like a five or six game winning streak you thought oh, they maybe could have survived if, if things had broken a little differently for them or if they could only play other teams that had down tools all season no, there were plenty of teams who were... I'm trying to think who had played in that stretch. Well, it will be teams that were in the bottom six that nothing could happen to. No, because they could still go down because of the, the relegation playoffs. When they played Kelly, Kelly still could have gone down in the 11th. They, right, they okay. smashed them 5-0. All no, right, fair enough. Yeah. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Livingston, I think this made it into the show, didn't it? We're now getting into stuff where we're just going to be he's going to mention things that we talked about on the TV show. We'll try and add some something else to it. But the the thing about aye, so this is the Livingston ticket advertisement video. Aye, so I hadn't seen this. So when it appeared on the telly, the tiny telly in front of us, I didn't really know what it was about. And you just seemed quite familiar. <laughs> you just seemed quite familiar with it. So I just had to pretend with, to know what you were talking about. <laughs> And it was too wee. Because I'm, at the, because I'm at the opposite end of the couch, it was too wee for me to watch it. was too wee for it. anybody. <laughs> oh, no, it's really wee writing, isn't it? It's it's a, a, as I made the point, like I was squinting to see what it says when I was looking at it on my phone when I was at the gym when it was like literally about a fucking, like I don't know, a couple of inches from my face. There was some pulsating music. Yeah, and uh, Gary Holt's reading this brilliant. It's like... Oh, he's abysmal at it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you just film it again? Like, or at least practice... Maybe... Maybe they did. Maybe they were on a tight schedule. Maybe... Well, maybe that was take 12. Yeah, quite possibly. I could also imagine as well that in clubs, I think it's it can be quite hard for like media members of staff to get like managers to, to agree to do these things or agree to do anything that doesn't involve, you know, coaching the players, picking the team, yeah, talking to the press after games. So I can just imagine that... Maybe it was a bit of a struggle to get Gary Holt in. And then once they'd done that, 
the one they like. Um, can you do that again? But you know, better. <laughs> when you've actually read stuff before. He seems. He seems like a good egg. Kind of imagine it would. Uh... I know. I know. I'm just maybe. Maybe it was in a rush. Maybe it was before training or whatever. Maybe he had to leave, and they were just. Or maybe they thought that was actually perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> uh, what have we got next? Oh, yeah. yeah Beric Rangers sacking the boy for the take your face for a shite tweet. Uh, then this becoming some sort of viral sensation. And then the guy getting a call with Paddy Power. I liked everything you've just said until that last bit. <laughs> a, a perfect example of a joke being stretched too far. Yeah. I wonder, because we're doing these, we we are uh, we're very much part of the Scottish football pattern movement. Uh, I think we've 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 made probably we've got the telly because of that. I'd say, um, but we've certainly pushed it over the last few years. Doing like the time capsule, uh, doing these. We've done these for the last two seasons now. These lists. You have to know when to stop. Yeah, and I wonder now if this is the tipping point where it's gone too far. When the fun stops. Stop. Because originally, because originally that, that the original tweet to take your face for a shite tweet was on the list, but then it was just jumped on so much and everybody kept mentioning it. It was just like, oh God, like, it's only been a couple of days and I'm already sick of it. Like, this, it's like a song that gets played over and over again. So, yeah, I wonder if we'll look back on this as a seminal moment and people will start rejecting the Scottish football pattern and focus on something else, like, I don't know, XG or something. I fucking hope not. <laughs> GAA. G-A-R Holy Moses Eamon Brophy's is awful apparently Well he's Gar He's, he's Gar and he's Gar I, I was just talking about it the other day actually with my pals I'm glad uh, Glad there's been an article to, to, <laughs> Glad there's been an article recently to back up my theory Alex McLeish Claims Scotland started well in Kazakhstan <laughs> We're two goals down in ten minutes Furious at this, <laughs> I was furious at this for a number of reasons. Firstly, see when the when the fixture list came out, I was like, I'm going to miss it. So I think it was a three o'clock kickoff, and I was like, I'm going to miss this because I'm at work, and I wasn't going to take a day's holiday. I wasn't. Well, I was keen to see it, but not that keen. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to miss this game. Because for those of you who don't know, you're more of a Scotland fan than a Rovers fan. Uh, I get more excited about Scotland games than we throw. Well, how could you know? <laughs> Scotland versus somebody, or Reith Rovers versus Stranraer. Like, oh, Scotland's playing Kazakhstan. So I was quite excited about this. Eh? I goes, right, you know, it's the first game of the campaign. You never, we need six points for the first two games, definitely. Kazakhstan away, San Marino away. Bit annoyed I wasn't going to get to see it. But okay, fair enough. I'll watch the highlights later. Scotland will win. So I think it was a three o'clock kickoff, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was in a one-to-one or something, and I came back, and it was five part. I was like, right, the, the one-to-one was like half, two, and three. I went, right, into the back of my computer... I'm going to be doing computer-based stuff from three o'clock onwards, and I'll have that kind of BBC window open. I'll just refresh it, blah, blah, blah. And it was like five past eight, and I turned around and oh, well, one now doing. And I was raging. And I was, well, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Can we come back here? And we're two now doing, and I was like, really angry, and I just kept refreshing it. Obviously, we were absolutely pumped. And then I was going to say, we done, oh, it started well. I suppose it depends what is the start of a game. Surely longer than four minutes. Yeah, you would say so. Because if you watched the game, you, you did know what he was referring to. Was that Scotland had like the first two attacks. 
<laughs> Surely you should lengthen out what you refer to as the start more than your first two attacks. Start of the game has to be like a first quarter. Yeah. Like 20, 20 minutes. Even 15, I would accept. Uh, yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> not three. <laughs> not 3.5 minutes. Uh, right, well, we'll leave it there. Oh, is that us? Is that us? Uh, is that our 45 minutes? Aye. A whirlwind. A whirlwind tour of uh, February and March. And yeah, listen to the Patreon to get the rest of March. March. <laughs> and April. We'll have to start next season on April. No, we've got Patreon. Ah, but Patreon's not going to go in for another 45 minutes. No, but I think we've only got... We went through a page and a half there. No, that's fine. I've got notes here. That's not an issue. Yeah, we've got just over a page to go. Fine, cool. Right, so if you'd like to hear that, make sure to go over to patreon.com forward slash test podcast. This is going to be one of the podcasts that you can get on the $2 per month tier. If you'd like to hear all the content available, it's $5 per month. If you'd like to get a t-shirt and a fanzine at the end of next season, because the deadline has passed for it to get it this season, then that is $7 a month. T-shirt and a fanzine. What is the t-shirt going to have on it? Uh, I... Wrap t-shirts. <laughs> you've got about 109. I was thinking, I fucking hate barcodes. Oh, I said that. Yes. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And I was thinking, like, I fucking hate is like small writing and then barcodes kind of in bigger writing. Right, okay. And I might have to start out the fucking, I don't know if that's illegal or not, to get people wearing something that's got a swear word on it. Eh, uh, swear words on t-shirts, that kind of be. I don't know illegal. I'll maybe just put a couple of asterisks in. The one that says it? Yes. Okay. So people will still know what it means. I imagine so. Like French Connection. Yes. There's a, there's a timely timely reference. <laughs> right, thank you very much. Cheers, goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.